Welcome, I'm Bastet. I'll be running your operation. The project's official name is the Adventurer's Research of Abnormal Civilian Experiences, or Project Arrowace for short, to investigate the unusual occurrences that have been happening everywhere recently. I've hired you all for your uh, indisputable military prowess. I'm going to be honest, I think we should run. Your academic expertise. I don't know, I'm not a wizard in real life. And your hands-on experiences. Tentacles belong in the ocean! I did lose, I also lost all my food, so Delphi, in a few hours you might start looking really delicious. Oh! <laughs> Can everyone please roll for an initiative? Oh, I nearly cut so hard. <laughs> Deck of Many Aces is an actual play podcast made by an all-aromantic and asexual cast and crew. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever else you listen to podcasts, releasing every other Friday. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Deck of Many Aces. Life's a game, the world's a stage, and we are merely role players, where theatrical people play role-playing games. My name's Matt Boothman, and I'm your compare for this backstage episode from Vigil, our main house production. I am joined backstage, first of all, by Alex. Hello, Alex. Hello, hello. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. Uh, where, which merely role players things might we know you from, Alex? Myriad. <laughs> myriad uh merely role play things uh last thing i did uh was uh vigil graham i think i don't think i've done any of the uh the, the recent um studio productions time is very bendy and it's possible <laughs> but uh, that by the time the audience is hearing this they'll have also heard you in a game of fiasco oh this is true yeah that is that is due to be lined up yeah at, at time of recording we have not yet played that game but we may have done by the time this goes out and we are also joined here backstage by the subject of today's character creation episode. Welcome, Marta. Hello, hello. Marta, we're bringing you into the Vigil universe. I know. I mean, it's a risk. <laughs> <laughs> but it's your decision. <laughs> uh, can you remind the audience what other Merely Role Players productions they might have heard you in? Sure. Um, I was in the Andromeda Ward, I think most recently, um, for our Christmas special. And then before that, we were in the one shot. <laughs> Why can't I remember the name of the <laughs> The first Nova. There we go. You were the titular character. <laughs> were you the first Nova? I was, yes. Um, I should add, I am severely underslept. It's not like I, you know, <laughs> didn't care or anything. No, it's, you're right. Yes, the first Nova, which was my first sort of like um, full-on session that I did with you guys, which is good fun. Very strong start. And, yes. uh, you know, we, we thought you've, you've cut your uh, teeth in the studio. Mm. You've, um, you've shown your stuff. And we thought we'd bring you into the main house. 
<laughs> well, you're, you're allowed. You're allowed. <laughs> you're welcome. You can now come in. Thank you very much. <laughs> do I get it like a? Do I get like a little card or like a little a pen or anything? We'll we'll we'll, we'll outfit you with a lanyard so that you know security oh, yeah. knows that you're supposed to be in here. Wonderful, yeah. great. I look forward to that. <laughs> uh, so, Vigil is of course our monster of the week campaign, um, mm-hmm. and so your character will be using one of the monster of the week playbooks. Can you tell us which playbook you've decided to pick and what about it kind of drew you to that one well as uh matt is aware i had a bit of an issue picking one um making choices is maybe not my strongest suit uh so that will be interesting but in the end i think i will go with the searcher it's interesting it's very different to the sort of characters i generally pick and reading through the playbook i was really inspired by it and i came up with a character fairly quickly so i think I don't know who was the playbook or my own imagination or like a catch-22 sort of situation that was going on, but it just like worked together and fit in very nicely. So in the end, I decided, well, I'll just follow my gut and go with um, the playbook that most quickly and most richly um, inspired me. That's great. Yeah, sometimes just elements in these playbooks can just catch on ideas that you didn't Mm -hmm. realize were bubbling in your head, right? Mm -hmm. And Kind of bring them up to the surface. Yes. Always, always follow your gut. Oh, for me, always follow your gut with these yeah. sort of things. Helps. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Yeah, there was. I don't know why I was thinking about other stuff that was unrelated to this. What's the game? The the man. Because I was describing. We'll get into it later on. One of the aspects of the character, and it's like less Stranger Things and more Alan Wake. That's the one. Something oh. about it was very like reminiscent of Alan Wake to me. And not to brag, I might have voiced. A character in, in one of the not in Alan Wake, but one of the games made by the same developer, and I was like, "Wow, <laughs> it would be quite nice to play something like this um, individual." So always thinking about the personal brand integration, is <laughs> of course. Such <laughs> synergy! Wow. There we go. There we go. You ha- I mean, I'm my own product. You know, <laughs> I have to keep selling it. <laughs> So the, the Searcher is uh, a playbook from the Tome of Mysteries, which is a supplement to Monster of the Week, sort of an extra book with a bunch of extra playbooks and some mysteries to run, uh, ready-made mysteries to run in it. So when we did the initial round of character creation for everybody else who's in Vigil, I did not at that point have the Tome of Mysteries. So this is kind of a like brand new territory for Vigil, it kind of opened up these new kinds of characters. Um, and the searcher is kind of uh, like the key to the character is it's like somebody who had a supernatural experience and uh, at some formative point and has been kind of chasing after it or, or carrying on researching that kind of thing ever since. So shall we go through this playbook and start building this character? Yes. I've, I've said this a few times before, but it's been a while since we did one of these, these episodes, so the audience hopefully won't be sick of it anymore. I think it's very ambitious that these playbooks always start by suggesting that you pick a name before you do anything else. Having said that, do you have a name in mind? N- not, not quite yet. That might be the one thing <laughs> um, I haven't really 
have this is my approach to character it. creation as well. I can't do the name really right at the start. I've got to mm. pick some options and see see what feels right afterwards. Which yeah. is why I think it's always I do think it's very ambitious that they always go to make your searcher first pick a name. Pick a name. And you're like, no, please. <laughs> Unless I give it the same name I gave all my video game characters, which is an option. <laughs> I might do that actually. Um Which which is, if if we can have that. Uh Storm. Storm. Amazing. It's usually Storm Silverhand. Because people hear Storm and they think X-Men, which is fair yeah. enough. But actually mine comes from from a, it's not obscure, but from a rather popular character in the Forgotten Realms D&D novel universe. Mm-hmm. Like okay. old school. This is like original 1970s, 80s era that the character started or was, you know, written about. I'm a bit of a nerd. <laughs> it wasn't obvious. Um, and D&D friends. specifically, um, and the novels more than the games even, oh, is wow. kind of where I get most of my, my inspiration for characters, including this one. Cool. Okay, so we'll park the name for a little mm. bit, and maybe you can, when we have a bit more flesh on this character, you can share some of those options that are bubbling and we can see what, what might seem mm. uh, relevant. How about your look? There are some options on the playbook here for you to pick from. The first set is uh, man, woman, boy, girl, ambiguous, or your own choice. I think tending towards gender neutral, but she is, she does identify as a uh, young woman. So, so she she her pronouns, or are we going they them? Um, I think she her, but she does respond to they them as well. Cool, uh, and then uh, it gives you some options for face and some options for clothes. Yes. Uh, just to start, start kind of building in the sketch of what this person looks like. So friendly face, haunted face, thoughtful face, lined face, curious face, or your choice of face. Do you know Billie Eilish getting photographed face? <laughs> it's that face. <laughs> no. It's somewhere between sleepy, uninterested, a, a little um, intimidating a better than you <laughs> kind of like yeah if you look at any pictures of her like official pictures of her at events etc it's that face yeah i'm pretty sure i know the one that you mean and that is very <laughs> <Yeah>. evocative <laughs> mm-hmm. i'm googling it now do and then clothes uh, it gives you the option of normal casual nerdy tweedy outdoor wear or your choice well, I find the normal clothes quite interesting as I don't know what that means. Uh, but she's it's very much um, casual, comfort over looks type of thing. So I'm thinking, I mean, it depends on the weather, but outfit of choice would be slightly oversized hoodie, jeans, Doc Martens, and variations thereof. Sounds good. You fit in perfectly in, a, in like a regional market town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and you said sort of, Young woman, what sort of age are you thinking? Well, I think her appearance would be probably university student age. Like if you saw her in a, in a, in college, she wouldn't look out of place. That sort of age. Cool, cool, cool. So the next thing to pick is your ratings, your stats. Mm-hmm. So there's five different combinations of stats that the playbook allows you to pick between. Obviously, some of these... As the game goes on, you gain XP, some of these will go up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as your starting line, some of the playbooks like always have one stat that is the highest on every line because that's like the key stat that the playbook is built around. Okay. The searcher has quite a lot of variety to pick between. I think they're always plus something, plus one or two weird, mm-hmm. um, and plus one or two sharp. Yeah. 
but in terms of where the sort of strengths and weaknesses go you've got a lot of choice so are you drawn to a particular combo what sort of thing are you thinking mm, yeah i was trying to see with her personality what fit best oh this is interesting actually <laughs> oh and you have to pick <laughs> We've had this a few times in vigil character creation episodes that sometimes there is like an ideal stat line in your mind and the playbook doesn't give you that option. Yeah, I think I I would probably go, oh, it's interesting. Tough is always either zero or minus one. Mm, okay. Yeah, not, not like a direct ass kicking person. Yeah, definitely. Uh, is she a manipulative person? That's that's the question, isn't it? She, mm, I don't know that she is actually. This is the thing. One of my um, moves means one of the what I was considering means that I never have to act under pressure. So when okay. it comes to choosing one of these, would that would that um, be relevant? Or so act no. under pressure is a cool is a plus cool role. So if you never have to act under pressure, then you don't need to worry about being cool. So I can have cool zero, yeah. Yeah, although cool, I think you also use to help. Uh, mm-hmm. If you want to help other people, but you know the main thing that you want cool for is is acting under pressure. <laughs> no, I feel bad, but no. If I'm honest, I think then it's the last combination, which would be charm one, cool zero, sharp two, tough minus one, and weird plus one. Nice. So somebody who's very aware and and good at investigating and following leads and quite yeah like you say manipulative and good at getting your way with other people which has been raised as something that most of the vigil cast are not good at so that is a good niche to jump into (laughs) how very dare you my character is just brilliant at getting people to do what he wants uh (laughs) no not at all not uh, so far from it it's awful it's a tragedy watching him trying to get anyone to barely look at him weirdo do anything yeah it'll be interesting because this is the opposite of me as a person so it's always good to see how i would role play in someone who actually gets people to do what they want (laughs) (laughs) nice feeling that (laughs) next up is gear so you for free you get a laptop wow a car or motorcycle which would you prefer i'd like a uh, motorcycle please Ooh, we're competing with Cameron Jarvis and his Harley, Davis, Harley Davidson. Oh, he went for a Harley. I'd go more for like, um, what's the one? It just came up in a show I'm watching. <laughs> is, it Duc- is it a Ducati? Yeah. Like that's an Italian Italian motorbike. Yeah, that looks like very much racy. Racy, where, you know, the kind that you're basically lying on, like lying yeah. down on top of to ride? Yeah. That type of thing. Nice. You also get a camera binoculars and then a couple of choices two sets of investigation tools and there's a list to pick those two from Mm, i think for sure the maps blueprints and building reports for significant places beautiful love it we've got so many old historic Mm -hmm. buildings in this town that it'll be useful to know what's underneath them (laughs) yes i think that fits into her character like background thing as well and then other than that this happened to me all the time what would i want to have so ghosts and cryptids is is one of these particular groups of uh, creatures more more prone to like straight up attacking people or are they all equally you know we have not met any ghosts in vigil yet interesting so i don't know to be honest does the bar ghast count as a ghost 
I would say I would call the bar guest a spirit. Right. And there is a there in in English folklore there is a distinction. Right. Oh. So uh, a ghost being a dead person and a spirit just being any kind of general supernatural entity. Mm. Cryptids we've we've encountered yeah a few. Yeah, we haven't encountered like like a British cryptid would be like the beast of Bodmin. Mm. Or like your um every time there's a sighting of like a leopard that turns out to be a kitten. Yeah. Is kind of that's what we get for cryptids here. We don't mm-hmm. get things like Bigfoot and the the Mothman. Oh. Yeah, that's why she moved. Yeah. <laughs> Which will come up later. She's like, let me go somewhere where she's less uh, problematic. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like the Winter King was was probably a, like would come under the heading of cryptid, probably. Okay. Well then, just to fit in, because I, th- I think honestly, she just yeah, she'd go with the historical. She's yeah, she's a nerd. Historical documents and witness reports. So she's she's got the she's got the info basically. Beautiful. <laughs> That's very on theme actually, because like so much of this, uh, obviously it's about kicking monsters up the behind, but uh, it's also about like memory and the things that your community forgets and and all that Mm. kind of thing so it's yeah having somebody who's keyed into the history is going to be great yep Um, and then finally in terms of gear you get one self-defense weapon and again there's a (laughs) list to pick from these are quite funny um i think just um, yeah for her it would be martial arts training cool definitely so that is uh counts as a weapon with the stats one harm hand innocuous not going to draw attention to you because you don't it's not visible until you start doing it to someone mm-hmm. <laughs> unless you go the matrix route and it's like let me just prepare <laughs> for an ass kicking <laughs> this gives you something in common with ellie's character persephone as well she is also a martial artist oh nice so if you're ever in a in a mystery with her uh something you can bond over Cool. You've gone much more for the sort of sneaky, subtle approach, whereas Graham is the antithesis of that. Just loud, <laughs> crunching, throwing things and hitting things with a big sword. So it's, 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 always, it's always good to have a, a, a bit of a juxtaposition there. <laughs> yeah, you know, they balance each other out. That's, how you, that's the best thing to have in a team, a bit of everything. <laughs> Graham looks incredibly unthreatening until he's cutting you in half. Ooh. <laughs> he's great fun. That's amazing. Or throwing a bench. I look forward to the characters meeting. It'll be, oh, it'll yeah. be quite, quite, even the personality. I'm like, hmm, it's going to be an interesting mix. <laughs> and then uh, finally, in terms of the stuff on the playbook, uh, you get to pick your, f- your, uh, your first encounter and your moves. Mm-hmm. So uh, the searcher always has one strange event that started them down their path. Uh, made them want to discover the truth behind the unexplained and it gives you a bunch of options that then have some mechanical implications as well so what are you thinking in terms of this character's first encounter well um i'm torn between three at a certain point when she was younger let me just wait because i've got this written down she kind of uh maybe accidentally fell into a parallel version of the universe I thought it would it could be quite funny if it was something that was recurring and not something she was in control of and happened through random objects. I had a few ideas of those. Mm. I think I sent them because it's like well like it could happen through specific kinds of mirrors or wells, lifts, revolving doors. 
Ooh. Like something, I like the revolving door one. <laughs> I, re- I really like like the modern versions. The the lifts yeah. and the revolving doors really cool to me. Where she does, she never really knows if it's going to happen or not. So every time she has to go into a lift or through a door, it she might not come out the other side. You know, <laughs> it's a little stressful. Um, but that happened to her when she was a child, and then she saw some stuff <laughs> over there and came back a little bit different, um, and also very unhappy about it she she just wanted to be a normal kid and have a normal life and all the weird just keeps coming at her so part of the thing that she's doing about searching and trying to figure things out is essentially so she can extricate herself from the weird life and be um, a muggle essentially she's like this is so great like a Narnia kid background except like you went through the through the wardrobe into Narnia and went nope Nope. (laughs) (laughs) essentially yeah she was like a normal human being and just went like yeah nah not me thank you bye (laughs) that man's got goat legs bye (laughs) he was like oh you oh talking animals okay no I'm out (laughs) bye bye uh, this it this is fun because it it ties into stuff that um, has not really come up. I mean, it, we've started to tease it in uh, Quarry of the existence of other realms than this. So we know from, in fact, all the way back from Graham's uh, origin, we know that the Inferno exists, which is the place where demons mm. live. Mm-hmm. From Briar and from Vigil Quarry, we know that the realm of Fairy exists, and it's where all of the Fae, posh yeah. aristocratic Fae live. Mm. Uh, who don't like to live in our forest. Um, and there are other realms that I have in mind, which are all sort of, you know how there are versions of a place in people's minds, in like the community's minds that don't really exist. Like mm-hmm. when you people think back to their childhood and they think back to like the imagined childhood version of their home yes. that never truly existed, but na- but they feel like everything was better then. Mm-hmm. What if that was a real realm you could go to? Yeah. And then sort of extending from there. Have you watched, you probably have, you know, The Labyrinth? Yes. Yeah. When she goes back to her room and it's in this like, yeah. is it like the dump, right? It's the trash yeah. lady and it's just horrific. I found that so disturbing the Ugh. first time I watched it. I love that film. I love it. But if you think about it, that movie is like not for children. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is horrific. But yeah, I love that idea. Well, she's like, she feels so safe in it. And then things start to slowly fall apart. And when she leaves the room, it's like, oh, oh, this is not, yeah, this is not, this is not the place, is it? So I love that idea. Yeah, that's great. Um, and you, you talked about this character growing up o- overseas in the States, right? Yes, um, she is uh, American. Which is interesting because like the, the parallel realms of the States would probably be quite different to the parallel realms of the, the UK. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would the parallel realm of the states be the, like the UK? Yeah, and maybe. vice versa. <laughs> there is certainly like an imagined Ireland that a lot of New Yorkers would yeah. could potentially <laughs> fall th- fall through a lift into. All of these children of immigrants have this like magical idea of what, where they came from, and it's like, nah, mate, <laughs> probably not what you think. Do you want to put any specifics on like what this realm was like that your character fell into or um, leave it to discover and play? I'll just give one word because I think it, it'll, it'll come in in a minute when we choose um, some of the stuff. Uh, just shadow. Just think mm. shadow. Mm. Okay. Do you have a specific place in the US that you're going to be from? Yeah, I was thinking about that actually. Um, 
And I was wondering whether I should pick somewhere that I know well, in case we need to reference it or talk about it, or somewhere that seems cool, but I know very little about. <laughs> oh, that's, it's, that's, that's such a conundrum. You're like, can it be cool, or do I need to know stuff about it? <laughs> we, we, we do have listeners in the US. Exactly, yeah. So I, I, I don't want to like put my foot in my mouth and then be like, yeah, she's clearly not from there. We, but we can semi-fictionalise places. Sheridan's not a real place. Sheridan has elements of like, you know, the North and the Midlands and Norfolk and all sorts of other bits of the UK. So that's it can true. be a bit aggregated if, it, if that's helpful. I think then probably just to keep it safe, somewhere like North North State, New York. Mm-hmm. So I can reference the part of New York that people know, the city, because she'd probably be there a lot. But she's actually from one of the smaller cities slash towns that exist if you move up the state. And you actually end up really close to Canada. It's like forests and lakes and all kinds of sort of nature, which is quite interesting because you don't really think about that when you think about New York. So yeah, upstate New York. And uh, like that feels like somewhere where there's kind of um, enough life going on that because if this is somebody who like fell into a fantasy realm, but preferred real life, Mm. it suggests that like there was stuff going on in her life. Yes. Right. That she didn't want to leave behind. So she wasn't out completely in the sticks somewhere. Mm -mm. Yeah. Okay. With all of that in mind, do we want to see look at these first encounter options and see what seems to make sense or like what is closest to this. Exactly. I was thinking about it because there's psychic event, which is your mind is awakened, Uh which I guess you could say happened on the other side. That one felt like it fit quite well. There's the cosmic insight, which seems OP. I don't know. It, it, I love it, but I I really quite like it. <laughs> um, and also, oh, feels I like- see. It's so it, it's not quite. You never need to act under pressure. It's you never need to act under pressure due to due feelings of fear, fear despair, despair, or isolation. isolation. So that there are other events that could make you act under pressure. Exactly. But you yeah. never get. You never get scared. You never get Feel hopeless. Feel despair, isolation. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is when I said that she came back a little different from this other side. I wonder if if that's kind of the effect that yeah. you're, if you're a little you get perspective and then suddenly you're you know when something happens in your life and you suddenly feel like you're separate from everything uh-huh. which is good and bad because it's like okay some of the worst emotions don't really touch me anymore but maybe some of the positive ones the really intense positive ones are also out of reach at the moment yeah. um i felt that that sort of payoff could be quite interesting that her. seems to make sense because the the if the alternative is a psychic event like what that does is it gives you access to moves that let you kind of sense people's emotions or like slightly read their thoughts a little bit yeah i don't know i think they, they both kind of fit so really it's it's also kind of fitting in with the rest of the group so i don't want to like overlap too much with anyone so if anyone has the ability to read every someone else's mind then there's no point in my character being able to do it <laughs> um, oh i don't know because then you get like people who can read people's minds who can read people's minds people's and minds goes, yeah like yeah like whoa what's going like on mirrors there? dancing yeah 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 just infinite minds the um, infinity mind read <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't there's no direct overlap i don't think so jess mm. can read people's minds to some extent and uh, Kincaid is very good at resisting acting under pressure, but neither of them do those things in quite the same way as as this right. playbook does. So I don't think you need to worry about kind of stepping on anybody's niche here. 
Cool. Well, since one of the things I'm going to pick later actually means that people will open up to me voluntarily, I think I will go with Cosmic Insight. Cool. And then balance yeah. it out. Nice. So that is your first of three searcher moves. And then you get, uh, there is another column uh, mm -hmm. of seven to pick from, and you get to pick two at this point. Ooh. So the first one, which is, I just referenced, is fellow believer. People understand you've also known strangers and bystanders will talk to you about weird things. They would not trust any other hunter to believe. Brilliant. It feels that the whole thing of this girl wanting just to lead her normal life and just people coming up to her and telling her <laughs> weird shit. And she's like, <laughs> grand, do not care, bye. <laughs> Please leave me alone. <laughs> and you've found your so way funny. to Sheridan. That's so unfortunate. Yep. I am so happy that you are picking a move that is going to piss your character off every time it, it <laughs> oh, comes into play. Every time. <laughs> I know, I'm getting myself into some hot water here. But yeah, she just does she's just like, look, how can I look any more like I can't blend into a wall any more than I do. <laughs> Why? Why does this keep happening? And funnily enough, in a way it's inspired by a friend I used to have, an old friend in Scotland. And she was a weird magnet like if something strange or someone odd was about they would inevitably somehow like come to her <laughs> and interact with her and I remember you, you heard about it you're like you're probably exaggerating and then no I was her friend I walked with her you know around Glasgow and I experienced this sort of from like a third person perspective oh, it was mental wow. I'm like what how what why though just like I don't know it's just weird things just come to me. I'm like, hmm, it's got one okay. of those faces that people are like, I want to talk to you. Yeah. And oh, she was God. not, she she was not, she didn't look like, I loved her to bits, but she wasn't like smiley, friendly face at all. She was like grumpy, Scottish, you know, <laughs> leave me alone kind of face. And still, oh, it was, it was quite, quite fun to watch actually. Amazing. <laughs> I, I, I look forward to like, playing npcs who have to batter their way through <laughs> defenses and be like no i am going to talk to you about this weird thing <laughs> cool so yeah that was number one and then the second one i picked is because i i quite liked some of the stuff with the pararomantic and falling in you know another place and that sort of thing in the shadows the guardian move seems quite in, in interesting fun yeah the, the aspect of the pararomantic that i thought we could bring into this character as well Yes, this is a move that gives you a mystical ally who helps and defends you. Mm. We get to define them and their powers. Uh, mm -hmm. There's some limits on so that what they look. <laughs> Are they invisible, yeah. intangible spirit thing, weird creature, disguised as an animal or disguised as a person? Have you got a preference between those as a starting point? Uh, I had a question. What does a shadow count as? Ooh. Maybe intangible spirit thing. Yeah, intangible. I think. Yeah. I mean, I think if you if you if you know you want it to be a shadow, we don't have to use one of the specific yeah. things on. The I feel like they are an, an intangible spirit thing that that hijacked my shadow, which Ooh, has gone fun. God knows where, and they uh, <laughs> took their place instead. Amazing. So, so you don't have a shadow. Nope. <laughs> oh, so it's not like Peter Pan's shadow that can kind of dance around separately, or is it like that? Yeah, but it, yeah, but it, it, yeah. Except it's not me, it's some other being with, thing. you know, cognitive abilities and self-sentience. <laughs> and, and if it's off doing its own thing, then you just don't cast a shadow. Mm, pretty much, yeah. That's so sinister. <laughs> yeah, I love it. 
Yeah. Do you have any thoughts about like what their powers might be? Because, you know, it, we, we want this to be your, your spend, like taking a move is like a big spend in yeah. terms of the playbook. So it, we want it to be something that is useful and that can give you options. Exactly. Well, because it's a shadow, the first thing, two things that I consider is like concealment. Mm-hmm. So when I don't want to be seen or when I don't want to be the point of attention, they can help conceal you. Perfect. And also kind of protection related, some, something along those lines, rather than um, using it in a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not attacky. Attack, is attacky uh-huh. a word? So it wouldn't be so much as like fighting for me, but protecting or concealing. Not so much stabby, stabby, more shieldy, shieldy. Definitely. So, you know, she's like martial arts poof, disappears into the ether. And here comes my rogue inspiration. Another type of character that I love playing. I was like, how can I inject assassin into this? Oh, man. So is this, this is presumably a, a being that sort of followed you back through the lift slash revolving door from this other place. Yes. We're going to, I think we're going to need to give them a name at some point as well. I don't know if you've got one in mind or whether that is another one that is to park for another time. Um, I do want to call them Shadow, except in a different language, because I thought that would be cool. Um, and just to bring in a bit of my Spanish roots, uh, we'll just call them Sombra, which is Shadow in Spanish. Okay. And a a conversation that... I, so I, I've had this with um, Ellen about uh, her character's kind of supernatural companion. Um, do you want to play this uh, Guardian, or is it going to be... Or, or am I going to play it? Well, this is the thing. If I was a little more experienced in this type of game, the Monster of the Week, etc., I'd be happy to do both. But since I've never played this or with <laughs> you guys, maybe I'll leave it to you. Yeah. <laughs> and then you can be like, okay, let me just help her guide her <laughs> when she's totally lost and doesn't know what the hell to do, which is also very meta and appropriate. We, we will remove the pressure of making you talk to yourself alongside all of the other things that you must <laughs> keep in mind. Good. <laughs> Grand. <laughs> Nice. Okay. That is the playbook pretty much done. Uh, mm-hmm. So there is a history section on there, which is for establishing how you know the other characters, but we will do that when we actually get to a table to uh, play a session. Grand. Um, and the only other thing to sort of be aware of is the uh, the searcher's luck move. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can spend luck to turn a roll into a success when it wasn't before, Ooh. or to avoid all harm from a single injury. Okay. And whenever you do that, as well as that effect, something to do with your first encounter is going to come up in that session. Right, okay. So it's effectively Ooh. like you you spend luck, you get a success or avoid an injury, and your backstory is suddenly relevant. Right, um, do you need any more backstory to like how she ended up in the UK and all that, or do you want to save that? We can do that. No, now? I think this is the time for it. How? So you you were born in the states, had a weird experience in the states, but when you first appear in this story, you will be in Sheridan, UK. Exactly. How did you get here? Well, she is a transfer student, so she was looking for universities in what seemed like harmless places in the UK, away from like big hubs and all that sort of thing. And she's ended up, I think, maybe boarding with a foster family, if that's a thing that happens, 
in uh, Sheridan. Um, I don't know if there's an established Canon University in nearby, or we can make it up as we go. Or we want to use there, one, there isn't yet, but now there is. There you go. Um, so she thought she would be safe <laughs> coming over, being like, "Yeah, I'm just going to live with a nice, you know, typically English family." Maybe her, I think, potentially like most white Americans, she has roots somewhere in the British Isles, and she figured, you know, it'll be nice to go somewhere small and not crazy and then she ended up in Sheridan (laughs) it's like oh great this is this is wonderful but she is kind of tied down there because again has a boarding family and also you know she's paid for uni so she has to like finish her studies before she can like pack up and go so yeah that was mainly my my main idea of how she ended up here We, we sort of already have established like this this next town over that I don't think we've ever given it a name, but it's like it has more tourist attractions and people like pass through Sheridan to get there. Right. And that kind of thing. So maybe there's a university there, Mm. but it's like the accommodation is cheaper in Sheridan. Sheridan. Yeah, yeah. And she's an American. For her, the distance would be negligible. In America, they they drive for six hours and think it's close. So (laughs) I imagine two English villages would really not seem that far away from one another. She's just bombing down the bypass on her Ducati every day to pass. (laughs) Awesome. What's she studying? Good question. (laughs) I think, um, I don't know, depending on how intelligent I want to make her, it's either astrophysics or uh, anthropology or maybe both majoring in one and minoring in the other. (laughs) I love that because it means that all of the historical documents and and maps and blueprints and things that you have as part of your gear are just a side thing. They're not part of your studies. They're just something else that you're interested in. Uh I feel she's would, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, when a character really or a person really, really wants to move away from something or reject something and that makes them extra obsessed with the very thing they're trying to leave behind so she's probably got that you know the red string wall on her (laughs) dorm or whatever she's just trying to crack this puzzle so she can just be free i guess in her mind and by doing so is just stuck in it (laughs) like real deep in it (laughs) it's like but this is not what i want for my life but (laughs) it's what i need to do just obsessive notes about every time she's been in a lift and like this time, nothing mm-hmm. happened, but this time something did. What was different? What was different, yeah. Okay, uh, and we'll, we'll leave it vague for the moment, like who it is that you're boarding with, because it might end mm. up being one of, the, one of the player characters or it might end up being an NPC, depending on things like history questions when we actually get you to the table. Yeah. So uh, we know that you, you've known about the supernatural world for uh, a long time, for most of, most of your character's life. So there is the... Uh, one of the phenom- key phenomena of the story is the omission effect, where most people, uh, if they see something weird, as soon as it's out of their sight, they start forgetting about it. It just doesn't stick in. It goes into short-term memory, but never makes the jump to long-term. Right. So all our player characters, either they are supernatural themselves, and so they don't forget, or they have some sort of technique to keep themselves reminded of all of the things that they know. Like a lot, a lot anybody involved in the Department of Omissions has these like hypno, hypnotic mnemonic devices that they use and various other people like just call on their own trauma to, <laughs> to remember what, what, what's going on in their lives. So 
do you have a, a an idea of what it is that helps this character remember? Have they just become a bit supernatural by going to this place, or is there like a technique that they use? Oh man, both choices are so good. <laughs> um, so the one I was thinking in terms of being a technique and also bringing in the shadow character was some sort of like mystical. Again, why do I just, I just, I can't have a single original thought. Everything is picked from other stuff. You know, Memento. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. He literally tattoos everything onto himself to remember. I was thinking as some sort of mystical tattoo situation where maybe they're not visible to the naked eye, but she can like mystically tattoo things onto shadow herself. Tattoos. Yeah, exactly. So it's only visible when shadows around and can help her see it. Otherwise. That is very cool. Invisible. How, how's that? Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm up for it. Okay. There we go. Um, extra, <laughs> extra <laughs> character being extra, I guess. <laughs> Either that or she basically just remembers <laughs> because, you know, she falls into parallel universes <laughs> through revolving doors. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like you have a shadow companion who keeps popping up and being annoying to you. So, like, yeah. or, or, you know, being helpful, but like popping up and reminding you of this stuff that you'd rather forget following you around everywhere. Exactly. Yeah. I making think it's it difficult also- to forget. A nice dichotomy of being like, I don't want to remember, but he helps me remember and it's actually kind of useful if I want to figure out, you know, what's going on. So again, that that dichotomy can be can be quite interesting. I interesting. Think. Okay. Oh, you, and sorry, yeah, pronouns for Sombra. You use he there. It was that a default or uh Oh yeah, because it's a shadow and I think of it as male, don't I? Uh it should be <laughs> they I think they them, probably. Yep. That would be more appropriate. Let's see if I can remember that. <clears throat> <laughs> Do you think uh, that this character has had any contact or involvement since since she arrived in the UK with the UK's the government department that deals with the supernatural? I don't. Mm, let's see. Depending on how long she's been around, I think she would have realised something was up. Mm-hmm. And researched it, and maybe she's heard of them, or has some, you know, has discovered their existence. But she's trying to stay well away, or she has tried. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Like, there's no reason that you would reach out to them if you're trying to <laughs> avoid. <laughs> she's like lone wolf. Thank you. No, <laughs> I'll do this on my own. And so I think the last question, and I think this is going to be an interesting one, given everything that we know about this character now, is. Why do you help out? Like, we have this loose association of people who help in supernatural situations and fight monsters. None of them are getting paid for it. It's not their job. Like, Mm. they don't have any, like, conferred authority from, from anybody to do it. They're not cops. They mostly do it because, you know, they're, they've got their own personal stuff that they're working out or they just, see like oh we know that this stuff is happening and therefore we have the responsibility to help with it something about that so Um, given that you really don't want to be part of this world how have you ended up getting involved with these weirdos and uh fighting monsters with them i think she thinks or she's trying to convince herself that she's doing this for selfish reasons they are basically just another tool to fulfill her own objective, which is to figure out how to just sever herself from all of this. 
So they are allies and they're also useful sources of information, you know, to see what happened to them and what's the deal. And basically, yeah, I think she thinks she uses everyone uh, like most young teens or early adults would um, in this situation, being like, oh, I'm just doing this for me. But deep down, I think it's, I don't know, I feel like it's in her nature or maybe something about, we can actually develop this a bit more, maybe something about her family, her upbringing, especially when some, when it happened to her and she came back different that kind of trauma and how someone helped her through it might actually deep down mean that she she feels compelled to help yeah she wants to be that person for somebody else yeah yeah that makes sense do you think it was like maybe a family member that helped you through it or do you think her family didn't understand um i've i had the thing about uh, a older sister who might have done that for her who I, I just thought of her but she's not really around in any of my backstory so that that's we can just leave her as a as a missing person at the moment spend some luck and see if she turns up yeah exactly so I feel like maybe um, an elder sibling it doesn't need to be a sister it could be a brother actually just an el- elder sibling maybe there's just two of them and they're the ones who helped her nice has the has your shadow as sombre sort of influenced you in any way to help out was one of the things that just popped into my head or are they just along for the ride that's a good question I always found them or in my mind when I was thinking about what they were I feel like very chaotic like chaotic wow words hello chaotic neutral (laughs) So it's okay. kind of like, yeah, a roll of the dice. You never know if they're going to be, what kind of effects they're going to have, whether it's positive or more towards like, oh, be selfish and, you know, do this for you or for us or whatever. I find, I don't know, I think I'll leave it up to Matt, but I've, if, if we don't like lock it down in any direction, it means that you can play around with it and maybe nice. through the game and them doing things together and the story developing, the tendency will be in one direction or the other. I think for this starting point, it would be nice if they were a bit, again, unpredictable. I think for this character, unpredictable is, is was what I was thinking generally. And also, like you were talking earlier about wanting to make sure there's distinction from the rest of the cast. Mm. And like we've got Jess has a, like a, a spiritual companion who is very like aggressive and drives her to dark deeds. Mm. So like we don't want this one to be another kind of like dark yeah. conscience, like devil on your shoulder. Right. Yeah. Um, so it can be, you know, m- mechanically speaking in terms of how it's described on the playbook, it's going to be more helpful than not. Yeah. But in terms of its personality, their personality and how they interact with you, I think, yeah, playing up the mischief rather than the like. And I think that's nice that it's, it is a being of literal shadow, but it is not as dark as Kit. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's like that's that's just colorism, you know. It's like just because I'm dark <laughs> doesn't mean I'm evil. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like the idea of it being irritating. That that, <laughs> that amuses me greatly. Oi! <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine them just being like, "It's been this many years. Can you not just accept?" 
that this stuff is happening to you? <laughs> Why do you keep trying to pull away? Like this is this is your destiny. Maybe they're maybe they're yep. that's why they followed you. They feel like that you have a mystical destiny. Yep. But they're exactly. trying to push no, you I towards. don't. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm so normal. Oh my god. <laughs> Please. Yeah. It is my job to shepherd you to your cosmic destiny. Yeah. This like annoying little. I don't know. I also feel like the image of this personality to me always comes back as you know that cat looking at its owner and just slowly slowly moving their paws and throwing something extremely valuable <laughs> off the table and then just going like yeah okay <laughs> and you're like but why and you're looking right at me and you're doing it in slow-mo so you know what you're doing <laughs> why why doing what? do i what love you I <laughs> <laughs> that is a very useful point of reference i can i can work with that yeah that sort of you know you love them but oh boy just want to punch them in the face sometimes <laughs> So I think that just leaves us with, with, it only leaves us with names, which are obviously super difficult. We don't have to do them now, but we need a name for the character. And I think we should name the university as well. Mm -hmm. But unless you've already, you said you had some options that were maybe cooking for the character's name. Yes. And I actually, just in talking with you guys, ended up picking one when I reminded myself, as I was saying, of how to reference this um, character from the books that I always use. Rather than naming them the same, um, Storm Silverhand, one of the things, she's a member of the Harpers in the books, which is a group of good doers, I guess, kind of like the Avengers before the Avengers. Um, so I know Harper is a name, right? Mm, yeah, it I is. Yeah. I've usually used as a name, so she can be Harper. Brilliant. And then for the university, I might actually need your help because, again, I, I might not be the best person to begin a British university name. Because we haven't named the town it's in, um, but oh, the, yeah, county is, the county is Brackshire. So it could be like, it could be yeah. that. That sounds pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, Brackshire University. Or Bra it was probably a polytechnic, but we don't, like, we don't have those anymore. So it would just be Brackshire University, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Cool. Yeah. You're a student at Brackshire University now. <laughs> the shit. <laughs> <laughs> that, that name, though, that name. Yeah, it, it opens itself up to some interesting wordplay. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Well, congratulations, Marta. You are now ready to play. Yay. Woo! This has been Vigil, a main house production from Nearly Roll Players. It stars Natalie Winter as Gwyneth, Marta De Silva as Harper, Ellen Gould as Jess Butterworth, and Chris Buxey as Calisteria Softbinding. I'm Matt Bootman, and I play the supporting cast. Editing and sound design are by me, and the theme music is by Alexander Pankhurst. We were playing Monster of the Week, a role-playing game by Michael Sands, published by Evil Hat Productions. You can find Monster of the Week at genericgames.co.nz. Merely Role Players is a Foggy Outline production in association with Blackshaw Theatre Company. Until next time, if drama be the food of life, play on.